is weight. And um, we've been, we've been um, diving in, BJ and I, a lot of times, even though he's delivering the messages, we sit and we talk about them. And, um, and I told him last week, which I don't normally do, I said, I have a word and I need to give it. I need to bring this thing. And uh, so Eric Johnson came and spoke at Hope, Hope Future Conference. And one of the things he said, there are some things in your life that are on the back burner and need to come to the forefront, need to come, and, and they need to come off the back burner. And so BJ and I were just saying how, how uh, I don't speak very much and he doesn't lead very much. And so, thanks, BJ. Come on, give it up for BJ. He's awesome. That's my helpmate. Just kidding. <laughs> My smoking hot wife. Everybody give him a hand. Just kidding. <laughs> you know how every pastor gets up and introduce their smoking hot wife? I said, if you dare do that, I will. No, please don't do that. I'm just kidding. So um, we're going to keep going with the conversation of weight. We talked about last week, waiting looks like being intertwined. I love that picture. And the picture of the sequoias, like how the roots grow together. I think that is such a powerful thing. But today's message is not about that. <laughs> it is about waiting. And, and we're going to keep that picture in your mind. But today, we're going to call this one a weight sandwich. BJ, hit, he, he talked about that last week, but we're going to call this one a weight sandwich. This is not on white bread. It's on weight bread, okay? It's not, not on wheat bread. It's not gluten-free, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's, weight, it's a weight sandwich. So we've got, we've got weight, and then we've got a double patty, and then we've got some more waiting, okay? So that's what I want you to see that picture. You got it? Everybody got it? Everybody got it? Put your thinking hats on. Here we go. Ready? All right, well, I'm so thank Thank you, Miss Tony, for that word. Man, that was powerful. That was a powerful picture. I love that. That is awesome. Mm. All right, so we're going to go into Psalm chapter 27, verse 14. We've got it up here, right? We've got it up here. It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes. Come on, y'all read it with me. Wait patiently for the Lord. Good. You guys can read. That's awesome. All right, so <laughs> wait patiently for the Lord. Wait patiently for the Lord. That word wait it means to, to be wrapped around, to be intertwined, but there's another definition, and it means to be looking expectantly. And it also means, it means to expect or to look patiently. So, so when we think about waiting on the Lord, it's not just sitting around and twiddling your thumbs or like, well, God, I mean, I know what you said, but whatever. You know, no, it's waiting, letting him wrap up in you and you wrap on up in him, <laughs> letting him wrap you, wrap you up and bind you together and then looking expectantly. And I love this. It says, look expectantly for the Lord, right? For the Lord. So we're not just looking for any old thing or any old person. It's the Lord. And the, the name of God right there is Jehovah. Everybody say Jehovah. All right, I like to I like a call and response kind of 
kind of sesh. So that's what we're doing. So Jehovah. So Jehovah, that's the name of God, the very breath of God. That's who we're looking and waiting patiently on. Not just, not just a, a, a sweet thought, but it's actually the Lord, the sweet, good, awesome Lord. So we were just singing about it, Jehovah Jireh. That's who we're waiting on. That's who we're looking for. That's what we're expecting. And I love the word, the picture of God, his very breath, Jehovah ha. Jehovah, breathing in life into our life, breathing in life into our circumstances, breathing in life into whatever we need life in, you know? I mean, there's so many things that we need some life, right? We need some joy. We need, we need a dose of the ghost is what I like to say. <laughs> so, okay, the next part of the scripture, I'm going to go quick and then we're going to dive into some other stuff. So it says to be brave and courageous, be brave and courageous. And then um, the King James actually is good. I normally don't do that. I'm usually like a passion kind of girl or something like that. But the King James says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Ooh, come on. He said it twice for a reason. So there's, there's, he wants you to be looking for him. And the Lord, don't, don't forget the name of God. The name of God is so important. And, and what the Lord, who the Lord is, it's not just a name. It's actually who he is. The word Jehovah actually means I am who I am. I am who I say I am. That's who we're looking and waiting patiently on. Whew, is that good? That's some good news. Okay, so this phrase, be of good courage, be of good courage, be brave, be courageous. It actually means, I love this so much. Are y'all ready? It means to encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. So many of us are waiting for someone to come up and give us a good attaboy, girl, and those are awesome. But guess what? We're all going through something in this room, and we forget. We forget to encourage each other. We forget to give each other a hug sometimes. Maybe, maybe we've got to get somewhere, and we just forget. People are people, and they forget. But the word of God on the inside of you does not return void. So sometimes you have to encourage yourself. And if the Lord said to do it, then you better do it because it's going to be good for you. So he's saying encourage yourself. It means to take hold, which is that also that same picture. Take hold and to continue. Thank you, Jesus. It's to continue, to continue. So it's not like this thing of like, well, I did it, so, well, you do the thing, and then you think, well, I did it, Lord, so where are you at? And he's like, keep doing it, keep holding on to it. Some of us in this room have a word from the Lord 30 years ago, hold on to it, hold on to it, be looking, be waiting patiently. There are words that, that people have prophesied into BJ and I 20 years ago, and I still haven't seen it, but I'm holding on to it for a reason. So when you when you're, when you think about being brave and being courageous, I mean, there's all kinds of pictures you can have. I was thinking about David. I got my little 
I don't even know what this is. I have no idea. It was in Judah's room, and when I saw it this morning, because the dog literally got it, and she was dragging it around the house, I was like, you know what? That's going to be good. Because um, <laughs> when I was thinking about who's brave, in, who's brave in the word, it's David, right? David was a brave kid. He was, I love, I love stories. Um, I love the story of David. He encouraged himself a lot, right? He, he told himself, so you're going you're gonna to praise the Lord. And that's awesome. But he was courageous because he knew Jehovah. He was courageous and he had, he had that because he had experience with Jehovah. See, if you don't know him, you don't know what to look for. You know, when I tell my kids I'm going to the grocery store, woo, they get happy. <laughs> they get excited. Hallelujah. They're looking. They're waiting expectantly. Why? Because they know mom's bringing all the good snacks. And I always bring home some sort of treat. Always. Um, the other day, I got Judah Gushers, which was a big deal because I'm like, we don't do Gushers very much. But whenever he saw it, he was like, oh, Mom, Gushers? I'm like, I know. It's awesome. You know why Gushers are so awesome? Because they're just like a treat. It's nice. I like a treat. And you know, he wasn't even expecting that goodness. But because I love him, I got that for him because I know that's his little heart desire. He loves gushers. I swear he ate the whole box within a day. And Ava too. All the fruit. It was like, a, it was like one of those triple packs with all the stuff in it. And they were like, ah! you know? But see, when you, know, when you know who you're waiting on, you know they're good for it right? So we, we can all think about people that are reliable. I was thinking about this. Um, we used to live a couple houses down from my dad, and I mean, everybody knows Paul around here. Hopefully, if you don't, you need to meet him. It's an experience, really. Um, <laughs> but my dad, my dad uh, just lived a couple houses down from us, and he, um, anytime, especially when the kids are little, like anytime something was weird. I mean, BJ and I got married. We were literally children. We were babies. And we didn't know how to take care of stuff in our house or any of that stuff. So I'd say, Dad, hey, some, our washing machine's doing like, like that. He's like, I'll be down there in a minute, honey. Be down there in a minute. That's what my dad's famous last words. I'll be down there in a minute. So when Dad comes, Dad'd be like, where is it? Well, my God, you got you can't put dishwashing soap in your dishwasher. Like, that's a no-brainer, right? But my dad, every time I would call him, he's a reliable person. And in the natural, if my own dad is reliable, how much more is Jehovah? How much more is Jehovah? And, and you know, I'm talking about my own dad. I mean, you know, I, I can talk about him all day because he's my dad, right? He's, he's reliable. And he, he would, you know, always just come down and just tinker and fix something like he just I just had confidence even if but you know even if my dad couldn't fix the problem he knew somebody who could right and so I just want to encourage you that, to get to know Jehovah get to know God and there are a couple of ways we're going to talk about getting to know him but you know you're not going to be strong and courageous if you don't know him if you don't really know the word and that's really what I want to talk about today is getting to know the word of God. Because that's what's going to sustain you. You know, awesome encounters in worship are awesome. I love encounters. But they don't take me through my everyday. 
They don't. The word is what anchors you. The word is what is going to sustain you. The word is actually what produces life in you. Worship is just like water, a beautiful sunlight or whatever. That's awesome. We need all of it. But the word has to be the foundation. Amen. So I was thinking about David, and David, he was courageous. He was, he was strong and mighty. I mean, he was a kid, and he was like, who's this Philistine? Who is this Philistine? I, I mean, Judah, I'm, I'm using him as my example because I don't even know where he's at. Oh, he's back in the back. <laughs> um, I'm using him as my example, but the kid's confident when he's out, like when he's playing sports or he likes to talk junk. And I, I think about David being that age, talking just smack to this big giant, right? Why? Because he knew his God and he knew I've already fought the bear. I've already fought a lion. I can't even imagine fighting a lion at 12 or 13 or however old he was, but he had already had experience with the battle and he definitely knew God because he was getting to know God. When everybody else was overlooking him, he was getting to know God. When everybody else was like, uh-uh, you're the weirdo. Get out of here. You're just a little weirdy. Go over there, you little scrony, whatever. Right? He didn't even care because he was doing, he was getting to know his God. So don't think you're so insignificant right now that you're so insignificant that God's not going to do something great in your life. Because get to know him, get to know him, get to know him, get to know him, get to know him. Take this time, if you're like, man, I got a lot of time on my hands, awesome, good. Get to know God while you're doing that. Man, I sure do have work, 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 and back, 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 back. Good, 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 good. Spend, spend, spend time, time, time with, with, the, with the Lord in that. Amen. So I was thinking about thinking about the life of David, right? He had all this courage and everything like that. Uh, BJ said this before. He, he walked up and he, he only had, he only had what he had, right? They tried to put other things on him, but he only had like his little stones, his little bag, and he had his sling. But you know what? He knew what he had and he knew how to use it. So don't look down on a little sack with, the, with some little stones in it because you're more, you're more, you're more, you're more, you're more. You can do more with what, that little stuff you have in your hand than most people can do with a whole lot of stuff. So I don't look down on that stuff because God is literally forming you, like she said, forming you and, and making you into something awesome. And you don't have to use other people's tools. You can use your tools that he's given you, that you've, you've, they're tried and true, right? Like, I mean, I know, like humor is one of my tools and I use it all the time. It's true, it's true. Okay, so, so continue to hold on, continue to hold on to the word, don't let it go. So I was thinking about this. Okay, when you are brave and courageous, like there's two differences. You, you got, you're brave, you're courageous, and then you're discouraged, really, right? Because when you're brave, you've got hope. I've got hope. My God is bigger than your God. My, I'm better than you, right? There's a hope on the inside. There's an authority there. But when you get discouraged, it's, it's a way harder to encourage yourself, right? You don't have any courage. You're discouraged, right? You don't have that and you're, you're, you're missing a part. So I was thinking about this. There's a couple of ways to encourage yourself, okay? So, 
And I hope that when you come here, you get encouraged. I hope that somebody hugs you. I hope somebody loves on you. I hope somebody gives you a word of encouragement. But when you get in your car and you're going to work and you're raising your kids and you're dealing with your crazy husband or crazy wife or your crazy dog or whatever you've got going on in your life, then, then what are you going to use? Who's going to be there? It's you and God. It's you and God, you know. And uh, so you got, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. And one of the best ways that I encourage myself, I'm not telling you something I don't do, is I pray in the Spirit. Do it. Pray in the Spirit. Because praying in the Spirit. Yeah, you like that? I threw a kuna matata in there just to see if y'all are listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful phrase. Start with that. <laughs> it's awesome. Kuna Matata, right? Hey, you got to start somewhere. Babies start somewhere, right? But praying in the Spirit is actually, honestly, one of the best things you can do. Paul said, I do it more than anybody. So apparently you should be doing this more than just when you're in a service like this. You should be praying in the spirit more than ever. And if you don't have it, I'm going to invite you to come down and get it later. So just get ready for that. But praying in the spirit, there's a couple of things that happen when you pray in the spirit. You build yourself up in the most holy faith. And you pray the perfect will of God over your life. Come on. Your English, your Spanish, your, whatever you speak is not good enough sometimes. Sometimes you don't know what to pray. Sometimes the words just aren't there. But the Holy Ghost knows what you need before you even ask. So begin to pray in the Spirit. There is power in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't have to be strange. It doesn't have to be strange. It is strange if you don't do it all the time. But it can be so much a part of your life that you just speak in English. You know, I, I speak Spanglish a lot. I speak, I speak tongues like Spanglish. English, tongues, Spanish, they all flow out of me, right? I was thinking about this. Tongues should not be so spooky. They should just be a normal part of your life. And if they're not, then do it. Don't forget the power that's on the inside of you. Man, we forget it a lot, right? When we're overwhelmed, we're having a panic attack. <sighs> My native people knew something about that chanting. Come on. It helps you. It builds you up. They do it together, right? Why do they do it together? Because it gets them ready for the battle. Because we have lots of them. It gets them ready, right? They're survivors. They're going out and, you know, Getting, getting what they need to get for their community. There's a reason the Lord said, Jesus literally said, BJ said this a couple of times, and man, I can't stop thinking about it. Jesus said, go lock yourself up in this room and do not come out. Don't tell people about me until you have my power. So if you're walking around feeling like, man, I just don't know what you're talking about. I don't have that power then you need the Holy Spirit. You need it. Or maybe it's maybe you've had it for a long time and you just forget. I'm here to remind you, don't forget. It's not to condemn you, but to remind you. 
that you got the power of the Holy Ghost, your wall-to-wall Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Amen? All right. I'll put my clock up here so y'all don't start sweating. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Y'all think I don't know where I'm going, but I do. Um, <laughs> so you're praying the perfect will of God, and you're praying you're building yourself up the most holy faith. So don't forget to do that. Let me be, let me be the reminder to pray in the Holy Spirit. God, I really don't know how to get through this day without you. I always start with the she's, but you can start with the he's if you want. Or the bees. It's fine. You can start with whichever one you want. Whatever comes out of you, that's what it's supposed to sound like. Not what I sound like. You sound however you sound in the Holy Ghost. I really don't know how to parent these teenagers in these perilous times, right? Whatever. I don't know how to, I don't know how to figure this, this, uh, Ama, sometimes when we call her and she has, uh, she's a computer programmer, Miss Diane is, and sometimes she tells us what she's dealing with and I'm like, Ama, we're going to just pray in the spirit because I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> But she's always trying to figure out her, her codes and things like that. Pray in the spirit. You know, don't take that stuff for granted because you're praying the perfect will of God. So I want us to go, um, because, and then the reason I'm saying that helps you, it's going to help build up that courage on the inside of you. But I, I do want to talk a little bit about what discourages you from doing any of that stuff, right? Because, you know, I mean, I can give you all the good news, and I do want to, but remember, I said we're doing a little sandwich here. Okay, so my, the next part of the sandwich is Mark chapter 4, verse 19, and uh, this whole passage, I actually think I had, um, the whole passage is, um, is about the seed and the sower, so a lot of you guys probably know this um, passage already. This is from Jesus. The farmer plants the seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't, it doesn't last very long. They don't they fall away as soon as they have problems or pers- persecuted for believing. Okay, I want to stop. Okay, we can keep going for a minute. Let's go all the way to 19, and then we'll break it down. God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded. Come on, this is the part. The worries of this life, the lure of wealth, the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. That part's sad, isn't it? Then there's another part. There's another part at the end, but when it falls on the good ground, it produces 30, 60, 100 fold in your life. So I do want, I want us to, I want us to talk a little bit about this. There's a, uh, another translation that says the cares of this world choke out the word of God. The cares of this world. So the enemy comes to steal. Y'all finish it with me. Kill and destroy, right? But Jesus came to give life, okay, abundant life. That's what, that's our goal, okay? That's what we're looking and waiting on is abundant life. Life's so good that you're like, man, this is so good. I have so much I need to give it away. 
That's the abundance, right? That's the abundance of God. But what happens is the cares of this world begin to choke out the word of God in our lives. See, cares of this world could look like your everyday mundane life, right? And I mean, I got to get up early. I got to let my dog out. Got to take the kids to school. Got to pack the lunches. Got to get them in the cars. And I got to make sure we got all the soccer gear. That stuff gets heavy after a while if I don't have the Holy Spirit operating in my life, right? It gets heavy. I got all these people under me, and I am already frustrated because I, was, I spilled coffee twice last week on myself the same day. Literally went inside, changed my shirt, came back out, did the same thing again. Like, you know what? This is just a great day, you know? Um, <laughs> but it's easy for the cares of this world to choke the life out of you. It's easy without the power of the Holy Spirit. See, that's what the enemy wants to steal from you. He wants to get your attention off of Jehovah, off of Jehovah Jireh, your provider, off of Jehovah Nisi, your victory, your banner, off of all the Je Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He wants to get your eyes off of that, and he wants to put your eyes on you're not good ground. He wants to tell you the lies that you're not good ground, Look at you. You just, let these, you just let the word just slip right out of your head today. See, that's the condemnation of Satan. He doesn't like you. He doesn't like that you're getting the word. He doesn't like that you know how to pray in the spirit. So what's he going to do? Try to distract you and lie to you. But see, I'm here to tell you that you're good ground. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that you're not good. You're good ground. Why? Because he says you are. See, what happens when we begin to believe like, well, I guess I'm just a really zealous ground. I get real excited about it, but then on Monday, I just forget. That's what the enemy wants you to continue to believe about yourself. The enemy wants you to continue to believe that the word doesn't produce life in you. That's a lie from the pits of hell, and you better just, mm, we're going to squash that. When we pray in the spirit, it, it literally combats those lies. Why? The enemy gets so confused. He's like, I don't even know what they're saying. He can't understand tongues. It bothers him so much. Do it. Just pray in, pray in the spirit. If you don't remember anything, just pray in the spirit. Just remember that part. Because it's going to do something good on the inside of you. It's going to stir you up. It's going to build you up. It's going to remind you. And the Holy Ghost will remind you of so many good things. The Holy Ghost will remind you to pray for someone. They'll remind you, oh, where did I, where did I leave my keys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on the top of my car. That happened to us one time. For a week, they were on top of the car. We didn't know it. And we prayed. we prayed about it finally. It took us a week to pray about it. And they literally slid down. And oh, we were just getting off the highway. We lived in Charlotte, and we were coming up here. And then we, after a week, they had been up there all week. You know, when you're sleep training your kids, I, right? That's true. When we were sleep training, we were sleep training Judah. I remember I was really having a hard time, and I just was overwhelmed, and I'm sleepless, and Ava needs me, and BJ needs me, and the baby, and I'm nursing, and all this stuff. And I just begin to pray in the spirit. I just begin to pray in the spirit. And the Lord said, lay him down this way. Turn him this way. Uh, walk away. Right? 
Just like, you know, remember Super Nanny? Remember that show, Super Nanny? And she'd be like in the earpiece and she'd be like, you know, telling them what to do. That's how the Holy Spirit will talk to you. If you, if you listen, if you listen, and the way to listen is pray in the Spirit. It's going to keep those distractions out of your mind. You know, if you're praying in the Holy Ghost, it's going to be a little bit harder for you to be thinking about what you don't have. And faith will begin to rise up on the inside of you. The Word of God will begin to rise up on the inside of you. You know, the second way I said is the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of white noise. There's a lot of things out there telling you everything, right? But faith comes by hearing. I want to walk by faith and not by sight. I want to be a person of faith. I want, when somebody looks at me, I want them to know She's going to give them the word, and that's about it. She's not going to have her opinion. It's going to be the word. I want that to come out of me, but it can't just magically appear in me. I have to put it in there. i got to encourage myself. It's not going to magically jump on, on you. The word of God doesn't magically just like, no, you have to study. You have to look. You have to seek. You have to be expecting Jehovah. Come on. And both are very, very important. Amen. So the next part, the next part of the scripture here in Psalms says, and then he will strengthen your heart. See, that's the, that's the part that we need the most. Because when we're discouraged and when we're down, trying, and we're, 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 we just don't feel much hope, the enemy wants to keep you as far away from Jehovah as possible in your mind. He can't separate you, but he can lie to you and say, see, you're not good ground. You're not producing anything in your life. What are you even doing with your life? And we go through these little cycles, right? But man, the minute we take hold, the minute we turn our eyes, the minute we shift and look at Jehovah, what does he do? He, he shall strengthen your heart. It's not a maybe. I mean, think about this. You can't look at Jesus and not feel something. You can't turn your eyes on the word of God, really. I'm not saying read a scripture and then walk away. I'm not saying that. But if you give time to the Lord, if you give him, it doesn't matter if it's undivided attention, the second you do it, he shifts your he shifts your your gaze. He shifts your filter. I've been talking about that a lot. He gives you a lens to look through, and it's different every time. And if if that it's been a long time for you, if it's like man, it's been a while since I've seen something different, then all you got to do is turn your gaze on Jesus. That's all. So this word, this phrase, he shall strengthen, means to encourage. So see, there, it's kind of crazy because he says, encourage yourself, but then as soon as you look to him, he encourages you. So it's like, it's a win-win, really. It's a win-win. So he, he says, he will encourage you. I love this next definition. It says, he will confirm you, he will increase, and he will establish. And an, another part of that phrase, he shall strengthen, actually means physically and mentally, we got a lot of people walking around with mental things, and that is not from the Lord. He wants to strengthen your mind. 
He's given you the mind of Christ, but the lie of the enemy says your mind is not strong. But the Bible says that you have power, love, and a sound mind. That is what you have. Say, I have power, love, and a sound mind. Come on, that word right there, that you're not fearful. That's what Ms. Gail said. But he's going to strengthen that, establish that, encourage you in that. Hey, come on, you've got, a, you've got a sound mind. Yeah, that's right, Lord, you're right. I have a sound mind. I just thank you, Lord. I have a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. And guess what? Those feelings, those emotions, that's your heart, right? Your heart. And this is, a, this is so good. I love to just look up things like in Strong's Concordance, like look up Greek and Hebrew and see what they mean. So the word heart there, I mean, obviously means heart, right? It's your heart. But this is my favorite part of, of, this, of this picture. It means your feelings, your will, your emotions, your mind, your will, and emotions, right? But it, does, but it says your heart, whether it's friendly, broken, stiff, merry, double-minded, courageous, any kind. Any kind of heart. So I'm sure I named one of them for you, right? Maybe you're feeling, maybe you're feeling extra friendly. Maybe, you know, there's places, everyone, maybe not. There's, there's, all of us have different kinds of, different kinds of things going on in our own heart, and only we know that. But it does not matter if you feel like you are completely broken, or if you are strong as, the strong, as strong as David when he was fighting Goliath. Like, it does not matter. He can still strengthen it. So don't think, well, I have everything all together. I'm fully strong. Like, I'm feeling good about my life. Good. He can still strengthen that too. He can anchor that too. He can confirm that, establish that, increase that. Can you believe God wants to take you from glory to glory? And so whether you feel like I have made it or I am not making it, wherever you are on the spectrum, it does not matter. He is good for it all. So turn your gaze on him. So we got a weight sandwich. We got a double patty of being strong and letting the Lord strengthen our heart. Come on, that's good, right? Okay, almost done. We're landing here. Going to land this plane. <laughs> so it doesn't matter where you've been. It does not matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how your heart looks. God's, God can change it. He can make it. He can mold it as we were, as we were singing about and you know what? He wants to. He doesn't just, he doesn't just, it's not just who he is, but he actually has a desire to mold you. He actually has a desire to breathe his life into you. He actually wants that. So, I, I, you know, the scripture, those that wait upon the Lord will renew your strength. So we need that to go through our mundane lives, right? I keep saying mundane. Maybe you, maybe you like doing the same thing. I don't know. I, if I had to do the same thing every day, I think it would be the death of me. <laughs> Even though I'm a, I, I do routines, but I, I'm just not a, um, I, I don't like to keep the same. BJ said, if we could eat the same thing every week, do the same thing every day, I would just love it. I'm like, I would literally 
hate it. <laughs> That's why God gave us each other so we can sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron, right? But it doesn't matter if you love that routine or if you don't love that routine. It doesn't matter what, what, what's going on on the inside of your heart. Jesus just says, let me, let me just come on in there. Let, me, let, let the power of the Holy Spirit come into those moments. Amen. I mean, it's quiet, but I hope that you're hearing me. Okay. So he wants to, he wants to just breathe his, his breath into, into your moments, into your, into your life. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, have a, we had a list up on the board. BJ was writing all these things, right? We had God at the top, and we had all these things. And then he erased God. And he just wrote the big circle around the whole thing, right? So that's the picture that, that you need to continue to keep at the forefront of your mind. That yes, there are things, there are, there's family, there's church, there's work, there's recreation, there's all these things, but the Lord has to be around all of it. There is, a, in the waiting, the Lord has to be around all of it. It can't just be, well, Lord, I ticked you off in the morning, but throughout the day, that's on me, and then at night, I'll give you a high five, because you tried, Lord. No, <laughs> but that's not it. The Lord's like, no, invite me in. Holy Spirit's saying, invite me in to every part of your life. The parts that are good, the parts that are bad, the parts that don't look like anything, the parts that are not producing life, because what happens is the cares of this world choke the life out of you. I don't know how many conversations I've had with people about like, man, it just feels like I'm just in mud. It's true. Sometimes it gets heavy, but the only time as believers we should feel heavy is the weight of his glory and that's it. Like, we should not feel heavy for the everyday stuff. And if we do, don't feel condemned. Just know you can turn it around just by simply gazing at Jesus, the author, the finisher of your faith. Jesus, the one and only. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Stop trying to live your truth and just live his truth. He has the truth over you. He speaks the truth, and that faith is going to begin to rise up on the inside of you. Come on, it's going to begin to get stirred up by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to be walking in abundance. You're not going to be walking. And it's not about an amount of something. That is not abundant life. Abund I, we were sitting there talking the other day, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, we're just sitting there having some snacks. Like we weren't even having a big meal. We're just eating snacks. And I'm just like, man, this is a good life. I was just over, I'm usually not the mushy one, but I was just feeling it. You know, I was sitting there like, man, we're just sitting here having snacks, eating with our, like, we're just having a good day. And like, we're eating cheese and crackers and just our kids are healthy. Like that's abundance. It wasn't, it, it, was, it wasn't in the wheat thins. There was no magical something in the wheat thins. It was just a moment. And it was my heart saying, thank you, Lord, for a healthy house. Thank you, Lord, for a healthy friends, for a healthy family that I can just sit here for this house. That I, I mean, it sounds 
so fluffy, but it's true. I like fluffy things and soft things. But when you when you keep when you're keeping your heart open like that, the simple everyday things are are awesome and magical. But the problem is the enemy wants to lie to you and say, "See, your life isn't magical. Your life isn't really great." It's a lie. And it doesn't matter if you have a lot or a little. I love what we were singing. Jaira, you are enough. I will be content in every circumstance. You know, we say that and we love the melody and we can sing it with all of our heart, but do we really mean that we'll just be content? And I realize I don't care if I'm a rock star. I don't care if, I'm, if I have to clean these floors for the rest of my life. I don't care because I love Jesus. And he loves me back. And I know it. And I don't care who knows it. Right? But it's, it's not, I don't even care about the things that I used to care about anymore because I've just fallen in love with Jesus even more at the age of 40. Isn't that cool? No. You know, I think there's all these thoughts that you think like, well, I should be here. I should be further down the road. Nothing is, nothing is over. We sang it. He's not finished. He's not done. He's not finished. And you know, you know that the scripture that says you'll run and not go weary, weary, you'll walk and not faint. Come on, he's not gonna let you faint. He's not gonna let you fall. And um, and so I just I don't know if this blessed anyone, but I'm telling you, I want you to know that you have power on the inside of you. That you have the power of the Holy Spirit. If you don't, I'm gonna invite you to receive it.